0: Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit, hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, how long can I safely take methimazole for? Keep in mind that when I dealt with Graves' disease in 2008 into 2009, I did not take methimazole or any other type of antithyroid medication, but the truth is that some people with hyperthyroidism need to take antithyroid meds. And unfortunately, many endocrinologists will tell their patients with hyperthyroidism that they can only take methimazole or PTU for 18 to 24 months, and if they aren't in remission, they'll need to get either radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery. But in most cases, this is completely bogus, as while side effects are common with antithyroid medication, if someone is tolerating it well, there is no reason why they can't take it for longer than two years, and the research supports this. That being said, my goal is to try to help people restore their health so that they will eventually no longer need medication. But not everyone with hyperthyroidism chooses to take a natural treatment approach, and there are also people who work with me who have already been taking a medication for close to two years when they started to work with me. And so they're concerned that their endocrinologist will begin pressuring them to receive radioactive iodine or surgery. And if this describes you, after listening to this, you'll be able to show your endocrinologist the research that proves that in many cases it's fine to take antithyroid medication long term. And while I personally didn't take antithyroid medication when I dealt with Graves' disease, If I had to choose between radioactive iodine, thyroid surgery, or long-term methimazole, I'm pretty sure I would have chosen the latter. So let's start looking at some of the research studies, starting with this one, which is from September 2019. And the headline is increased remission rates after long-term methimazole therapy in patients with Graves' disease results of a randomized clinical trial. And it starts by giving a background saying studies differ regarding whether... Compared with courses of conventional duration, longer-term antithyroid drug treatment increases frequency of remission in patients with Graves hyperthyroidism. And so we prospectively conducted a randomized parallel group study comparing relapse rates in patients receiving longer-term versus conventional-length methimazole therapy. This involves 302 consecutive patients with untreated first episodes of Graves hyperthyroidism. And then after 18 to 24 months of methimazole, 258 patients were randomized to an additional 36 to 102-month course. And patients were followed 48 months post-methimazole cessation. And so just I'll jump to the conclusion, which is administration of low-dose methimazole for a total of 60 to 120 months safely and effectively treats Graves hyperthyroidism with much higher remission rates than those attained by using conventional 18 to 24-month courses. So again, this is just a single study. We'll get to a few more, but this alone is in favor of longer-term methimazole, if necessary. Once again, I can never tell someone to stop Taking medication, but the goal is to get their body to the point where they don't need it. If someone restores their health, especially with graves, again, it's more of an immune system condition than a thyroid condition. But again, there's a time and place, especially if someone's not following a natural treatment approach, then they might need to choose between long term antithyroid medication or radioactive iodine thyroid surgery. And again, this is an excellent study to present to your endocrinologist. If you're coming close to two years on antithyroid medication, and you're not at the point of being in remission, and you want to take it for a longer period of time. So let's now look at another study. This is from April 2019, and the headline is Evaluation of Long-Term Follow-Up and Methimazole Therapy Outcomes of Pediatric Graves Disease, a Single-Center Experience. And it just starts off also by giving a background. The management options for grave disease in children are limited. And there's controversy regarding optimal treatment and remission rate with antithyroid drug treatment in children is said to be lower than in adults. And then definitive treatments are effective, such as radioactive and thyroid surgery, but they often result in permanent hypothyroidism. And I'm trying to see here as far as how long these children were on the methimazole here. And so all I see here is the duration of methimazole treatment were significantly higher than the relapse group. But anyway, the conclusion says here that long-term methimazole treatment in pediatric Graves disease would be appropriate and high free T4 levels at the time of diagnosis and male sex were associated with a risk of relapse. So let's move on to another study from 2019, May 2019, the headline is Long-Term Methimazole Therapy in Juvenile Graves Disease, a Randomized Trial. And the background and objectives, recent studies show that long-term antithyroid drugs reduce relapse of hyperthyroidism in patients with Graves' disease. Our objective was to evaluate the effectiveness and safety of long-term methimazole treatment and to compare remission rates in Graves' disease patients after long-term and short-term therapy and looks like this involved 66 patients with untreated juvenile graves. And then after a median 22 months of methimazole treatment, 56 patients were randomly assigned to either continue low-dose methimazole treatments or to discontinue treatments. And then 24 patients in the long-term group completed 96 to 120 months of methimazole treatment and then patients in both groups were managed for 48 months after discontinuation of the treatment. And then according to the results, except for three cases of cutaneous reactions, no other adverse events were observed throughout 120 months of methimazole therapy. So important to point this out because, again, if someone is going to react to methimazole or another type of medication, usually they'll know right away. Usually, I mean, it might be a few weeks, but... Usually, they're not going to be taking it for a few months and then have a negative reaction. And again, there's exceptions here. There were three exceptions, but most people did fine throughout the 120 months of being on methimazole. And then according to the conclusions, long-term methimazole treatment of 96 to 120 months is safe and effective for treatment of juvenile Graves' disease. The four-year cure rate of hyperthyroidism with long-term methimazole treatment is almost three times more than that of short-term methimazole treatment. Of course, I am still going to recommend addressing the cost of the problem, but here it's saying that if someone is just taking methimazole for 18 to 24 months, there is a much greater chance of them relapsing when compared to someone who is on long-term methimazole. So if you're not going to take a natural approach and try to address the cost of the problem, then you might want to consider taking long-term methimazole. Again, you know I'm not a fan of methimazole. That's not the purpose behind this episode. But as I mentioned earlier, if I was given the choice between getting my thyroid removed or receiving radioactive iodine or being on the methimazole for longer than two years, and if I was tolerating the methimazole well, then again, I'm pretty sure I would just continue to be on the methimazole. And again, this is assuming that I didn't take a natural approach when I dealt with Graves, or if I took a natural approach and it didn't work, and if I was facing the common options, which again, radioactive iodine thyroid surgery, or methimazole, again, I would try to do everything I can to save my thyroid. And so the next study is from January 2021, control of Graves hyperthyroidism went very long-term methimazole treatments. And so the background, long-term antithyroid drug therapy has become one of the options for treatment of Graves hyperthyroidism. The aim of the study was to compare thyroid status in those who discontinued methimazole treatment after 12.8 years with those who continued methimazole as long as 24 years. So, 59 patients with grave disease on long-term methimazole for approximately 14 years, and then they decided to discontinue methimazole on 27 preferred additional years of methimazole treatment, and then all patients were followed for a mean of six additional years. And it's important to mention that no adverse reaction related to methimazole occurred during additional years of therapy, and in 32 patients who discontinued the methimazole, Hyperthyroidism relapse in six patients, 19%, one left follow-up and 25%, 78% remained euthyroid, which is normal thyroid levels during the study. And so the conclusions, long-term low-dose methimazole treatment may be a lifelong effective and safe therapeutic modality in patients with graves hyperthyroidism for prevention of relapse. If studies from other centers confirm findings of this research... And so one thing I didn't mention here, we're talking about low-dose methimazole. So if someone has severe hyperthyroidism and they are on, let's say, 40 milligrams of methimazole, then I'm not sure if they're a good candidate to be on long-term methimazole treatment. So by low dose, I don't think it mentions here the specific dose, but I consider like five to 10 milligrams per day of methimazole to be a lower dose. And so if it's higher than that, I guess still, uh, if I had to be on 20 milligrams of methimazole long term, and if that meant saving my thyroid, I, I might consider it. 40 milligrams is a really high dose. I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. But again, everything comes down to risk versus benefits. And like I said, the goal, hopefully, for most listening to this is to try to do things to restore their health and not to be on methimazole for a long period of time. But like I said, I'm just releasing this episode, diving into the research so that people with hyperthyroidism don't receive radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery unnecessarily because their endocrinologist says, "Oh, your two years are up. And even if there' some people are doing okay after two years, but they still will put that limit and say, okay, you can no longer take the antithyroid medication. Let's look at this final study from October 2017. So again, this is an older study. A headline, Long-Term Antithyroid Drug Treatment, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis and Background. Several studies have reported inconsistent findings on advantages and disadvantages of long-term treatment with antithyroid drugs. A systematic review and meta-analysis was undertaken to clarify the numerous aspects of long-term treatment with antithyroid drugs. And so really, it just looked at a bunch of articles, a lot of articles, 587 related articles found only six fulfilled the inclusion criteria. And here it said, long-term antithyroid drug treatment induced a remission rate of 57%, and a rate that was higher in adults than in non-adults. And the rate of complications, here it says, was 19.1%, of which only 1.5% were major complications. And the conclusions Long-term antithyroid drug treatment is effective and safe, especially in adults, indicating that it should be considered as an alternative treatment for Graves' disease. So that is my response to the question, how long can I safely take methimazole for? Again, it varied depending on the studies. A few studies showed between 60 and 120 months, which is between 5 and 10 years, And then a number of studies showed even longer than this. I think the longest was, was it 24 years? But even five to 10 years, of course, is significantly longer than what most endocrinologists recommends. And as I mentioned, I'm not recommending for people with hyperthyroidism to be on antithyroid medication for that long. I always recommend to try to find and address the cause of the problem. But not everybody chooses to do this, and some people may do this, and it might take time. I mean, it definitely does take time to find and address the -hmm. underlying cause. But either way, this is really to just show your endocrinologist if you are in the situation where he or she is pressuring you to receive radioactive iodine thyroid surgery, because they're saying that antithyroid medication isn't safe. Now, Of course, it's a completely different story if you're having any type of negative reaction to the medication, if you're not doing well with methimazole, you might be able to do PTU on a long-term basis, just the studies really were more on methimazole, so I can't say for sure. So if someone doesn't do well on methimazole, a lot of times they also won't do well on PTU, but that's not always the case. So that's something, again, I'm not sure of, but if you're able to tolerate methimazole, And if a couple of years pass by and you're not in remission, again, I would show your endocrinologist the research if he or she is pressuring you and telling you that you can't stay on the methimazole for longer than two years. Anyway, I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatoimmune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver, and it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune-modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatoimmune Supreme, visit savemythyroid.com forward slash liver support.